Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right. What I'm talking about here is I wrote down a note saying, RPG, are RPGs too esoteric? And I'm not talking all RPGs. I'm talking about the latest ones, indie stuff and other, other things. I mean, you've always got your... D&D, and you've always got your universal systems and your Call of Cthulhu's and all this other stuff. But, you know, Call Call of Cthulhu could be one example, although it does present a good variety. But what I mean is there are certain role-playing games I just feel like are too, too niche. As in, it deals with a specific things, set of circumstances, or world that I find I can't do much with. Now, I had trouble with Call of Cthulhu back in the day, too. I mean, okay, Lovecraft, horror, got it. Uh, but I was module-bound in that system. You know, every time I ran it, I had to run a module because I didn't feel like I could come up with anything as good as what I'm trying to portray. And I'm not talking about trying to live up to authors like Howard or Lovecraft or anything, or even Tolkien, but just something, you know, on a par with not only what's published, but just what my my players would enjoy. So I didn't do, I didn't, I didn't run that one very much. But nowadays we got things, you know, that are even more, I started to think about that. Uh, when I got a review copy of Blades in the Dark. And, okay, I got what Blades in the Dark was was about. I just couldn't feel I couldn't do anything with it because, well, one, I wasn't really interested in the genre. I don't have to be interested in the genre to review a, a, a product because everything has something that's good in it. In fact, there's a couple of things in there that I stole from my games. But I just, the, the atmosphere was like... Uh, I don't know, thieves. Uh, I kept I kept getting this like Peaky Blinders vibe off of it, which is probably what they're in, part of what they're intending. But I myself just felt I couldn't do much with it. And you know, this is all going to be subjective too. It's all going to depend on the GM. Somebody could probably take that system and go, "Wow, I could do I could I could run this thing for five six years with the players and always have something to do with it." So. Like I said, maybe it's just me. But sometimes I wonder about that. I mean, there are... I'm even talking about, like, IP games. Like, um, oh, Alien, the role-playing game, or something like that. Um, You could probably do a lot with that. Uh, Star Wars, D6, 
however, whatever system, D6, D20, FGG, FFG, uh, you know, you can do a lot. See, when I think of an IP or a world that is something specific, you also got to find a generality in it to, to, help, to help you along. Now, Star Wars, hey, <laughs> there is so much stuff for Star Wars out there. And, they sh- and you know, watching the movies, not the recent ones, but uh, not the recent stuff coming out. But if you, if you watch those, they show you, hey, other stories can be told. That's the whole point of it. I just don't want a system where it's so narrow, you do the same thing every session. You know, you, it's got to go somewhere, as far as I'm concerned. And sometimes I think these companies are just getting a little too specific on things. You got to have room to, you got to give the GM room to breathe, give them some elbow room. You know what I'm saying? So I look for systems where, okay, it may have a certain thing, but there you can tell many stories within that setting. Because, you know, as far as I'm concerned, art is it taking away? It's a limitation. What can I do within this limitation? Well, there are some I couldn't do much. There's some I can do a lot with. For instance, gangbusters. Okay, that is a specific time in American history. Prohibition, 1920s, 1930s. I can work with that because there's nothing specific tied to it. I mean, yes, there's history, but I mean, you can tell. You've got to be able to tell. See, what I'm saying is, it can't be so specific that the GM can't tell his own stories. It's nice to have modules and things like that, but you got to be able to tell your own stories. So that's what I look for in a game. Something that is, first of all, interests me and, and, and things like that. That's why I would rather see genre games than specific IP games, even though I played and run a few of them. So like Gangbusters, Boot Hill, um, Traveler for that matter, you know, things like that. These are genre games that you need to do. I mean, if you, to me, see, to me, if you want to do something specific like that, I'd grab a universal system like Hero System or better yet, Savage Worlds. You know, something like that. Something where it's a generic thing. GURPS. Yeah, heck, you can use GURPS for all, you know. And it would just, it would fit. You could fit, you got to fit the idea into the game and not the other way around, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it just, it just works out better that way, as far as I'm concerned. I'm sure that it's like, it's like those, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to dog on bloke games or anything like that, because I love their stuff. But their survived, survived the zombies, I had no interest in. I had no interest in any other game that did that. I had no interest in because to me, zombie survival is a one note thing, you know, and I really didn't like the end game either. You live to fight another day, you know, living is the reward. No, I, uh, no, uh-uh. no, you've got to be when characters, I want them to make a difference in the world. And it just seemed like zombies, zombies and more zombies. They're not making any difference in the world. Nothing's getting better because of them. Um, okay, hi, uh, let's take another example. Hyperborea. Hyperborea is is based on the sword and wizardry 
type pulp novels like Howard, like Lovecraft, um, and Lieber, and all those. Fine. That is a wide, a wide canvas. What that's what GMs need is a wide canvas within that thing. Because they gave you, they, they even gave you a world of Hyperborea, which is a specific world, but there's a lot of stuff to do there. I mean, yes, it's considered a mini, a mini campaign world, but still, there's a lot, a lot of area to cover, and you can do stuff like that. I, me, I, I tend to run modules in there, but I also run my own stuff. And I was, I was taken the first time I ran Hyperborea. I was taken aback. I ran it for a Saturday group that I was with, and one of the guys, after like the second session, came up and he says. You know, it doesn't seem like very much like the pulps. It doesn't seem like the genre it is. And I got I got nervous. I got like, oh crap. Because Hyperborea, if you can't, you don't know Hyperborea, the, the main engine is based on first edition ADD. And that's what he was basically saying. It's like it's just like I just feel like I'm in first edition AD D. So I sort of took that to heart and tried to lean in to the more pulpish stuff. And that's not always easy to discern, you know, unless you've read a lot of them or something, and I have not, uh, mainly because I was not big into fiction. Uh, I tried to to, uh, remedy that by uh, reading a few, a little Howard and things like that and other Clark Ashton Smith, but I also like my version of that kind of thing is the Marvel Conan comic series or the Savage Sword of Conan because I think that that shows you what it's all about without having to sit there and, and reading a novel. I mean, you know, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm a reader, but I'm a reader of specific stuff. When back then, I I was into nonfiction. I was into film books because I loved film. I loved watching a film rather than reading a book even though I did read a lot, a lot of film books and other books like that. I like the classics too, you know, Alice in Wonderland through the looking glass. I love the Sherlock Holmes stuff. Um, any kind of like Raymond Chandler, uh, hard boiled, that kind of thing. In fact, I've worked some of that into my fantasy, (laughs) but like I said, I'm not, I'm not a big fiction reader. So I had to go back and do my research and I think my games got better for it to tell you the truth. But like I said, you, I think you should look for a game. If you're going to do something specific, look for as big a canvas as you can where you can do your own thing and keep it the same, kind of the same feel. Because that's all, it, that's the whole thing. It's the feel of it. You try, you know, there are certain tropes of everything that you, that you try to incorporate and maybe turn on their heads and maybe do your own thing with them. But anyway, I think you get the idea. I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognardgmail.com or drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I would thank you. For single donations, go to my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. 
Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Gilbert Soares, and Benjamin Brodell. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. Other other podcasts, Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Keep Podcast, he's got a great YouTube channel too, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinker's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air. <laughs>